0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz
1: every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
2: I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Tyrus. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, September 21st, 2023. I'm John Saucier. Climate change has been a major topic of conversation at the United Nations General Assembly in New York this week. World leaders making pledges with one another to cut emissions over the next decade plus. But it is a sign that the Green Push might be falling out of political favor. The Prime Minister of Great Britain is pushing back some of the country's plans when it comes to emission standards. This is Britain is very climate conscious, but might politics be a factor in this decision?
1: This, of course, comes as a big shock and a big change for consumers who potentially were looking at buying a new vehicle in the next several years. And it's also quite a big change to the car industry.
2: This is a Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network.
0: Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News hourly update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it.
2: Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak making a very bold move by changing around some of his country's climate goals. He says he doesn't want to harm the middle class with more wallet draining policies and drastic changes. So if a country like Great Britain can roll back this green push, would other major economies follow?
1: Rishi Sunak is part of the Conservative Party. He came into power after some votes of no elections of his predecessors, Liz Truss and Boris Johnson. Now, what he mentioned this week, he's not scrapping climate change action, but he says it needs to be done in a way that's more proportionate and more pragmatic.
2: We're talking about it today with Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan, based in London.
1: His predecessors made these decisions, he says, at potentially the cost of working families. So what he says right now is he's going to put in these changes to try to minimize the impact of those who simply just cannot afford it. He says, This is the right thing to do. But there are a lot of questions over whether or not this is a political move ahead of next year's elections. The Conservative Party, which he is a part of, is really lagging behind in the polls compared to the opposition Labour Party. And there's been a major cost of living crisis in the UK. So one of the main issues that residents are focused on is how to bring down the average cost, costs of of paying for electricity, for gas in their home, for paying those, those prices uh, when they're at the gas tank or if they're at the grocery store, and all of these issues really weighing on their finances. And Rishi Sunak is Basically rolling the dice because climate concerns is very important across the board when we're looking at both parties as well as the general public here in the UK. So scrapping some of these pledges to try to win over voters to help them save some money in the short term really could backfire or it could win him some support.
2: Yeah, that was my next question is how focused on climate are people in Great Britain? I feel like here in the United States, we're kind of mixed on it. You do see a lot more electric cars out there, solar panels. We all know President Biden has made this enormous green push into electric Mm -hmm. vehicles. Are you seeing some of the same things in Britain?
1: Yeah, I think especially as an American who moved here to the UK about two years ago, you do notice a lot of differences that we just don't see as much back home. There's more of an effort to recycle, whether it's just on trash cans that you see around the city and people's homes. Even in our Fox News bureau in London, there's much more of an effort of people at the end of their shift to take their recycling to a separate room before they go home for the end of the day to make sure that things are put in the right place. And especially when we're looking at the city of London, there's a, a major focus on environmentally friendly cars. This big push that we've seen and that is the main change that Rishi Sunak announced this week the main goal is to uh, take a look and change slightly some of the reductions that we're seeing in terms of of cars so the main change he announced this week was delaying a ban on new gas and diesel cars. So this was supposed to go into effect in 2030. Now that deadline is getting moved back five years to 2035. He also announced other changes like weakening a ban to phase out gas furnaces in people's homes. There was another one that would affect new fuel efficiency targets for people's homes. So scaling back all of that, there were some other changes I can get into that face some criticism over whether or not they really existed. But the big is this vehicle impact. So for context, there's a lot of taxes like pollution taxes on different emission zones in the city. And there has been this big push in London to install new charging stations so that more and more people eventually would get these hybrid vehicles or fully electric vehicles as soon as possible to lower those pollution rates. So this, of course, comes as a big shock and a big change for consumers who potentially were looking at buying a new vehicle in the next several years and it's also quite a big change to the car industry. I think it probably sounds like it would be welcome news for the auto industry, but but some automakers including Ford issued statements saying that this is quite confusing. Ford saying, quote, uh, ambition, commitment and consistency, those were the main things that they would have hoped to see from the government.
2: It really reminds me of a lot of the debates we've had here in the United States with the Biden administration and some of the proposals being floated out mm-hmm. there. You mentioned yeah. the use of gas in the home. I know gas stoves was a big hot button issue so far this year. There were some ideas about banning the use of gas stoves and new construction and a huge pushback to that. I mean, social media was just going crazy over gas stoves, right? Mm-hmm. How has the reaction as far as the people been in Great Britain to not only the idea of rolling back some of these vehicle emission standards, but some of the other ideas with a green push?
1: Yeah, well, some of the other ideas that he mentioned in this speech that he would be potentially changing was carpooling. That was one that was encouraged, not mandated, um, but he said that that is being scrapped and that, you know, the, the goal to carpool, it's it's far from uncommon just here in the UK. It's, you know, we see that worldwide encouraging carpooling in cities makes sense on a bunch of levels from improving traffic to congestion or or parking shortages. There was also, he talked of a meat tax and that was a proposal he called that said it was going to, you know, impose a change on how you had to diet. That came from guidance that was issued by the Climate Change Committee in the United Kingdom to lower intake for health concerns. There was no real tax imposed on meat or a mandate uh, that people would need to change the way they were eating. And there was also this recycling change where Sunak said that they were going to do away this proposal that would mandate that Every home have seven different recycling bins. That, again, was not yet put in place. So these are some other issues that he says he's doing away with. And in terms of of public reaction to that, I think a lot of these policies made sense to the general public. There is a lot of pushback and and concern, especially from climate activists and people who are very passionate about making this a focal point and a priority for them, is that they're seeing this potentially as a way to appease larger corporations rather than focus at the main problems of, of climate change and of environmental impact. But I think general public-wise, a lot of people did agree with all of this. As I mentioned earlier, That people do take a little bit more time to recycle and they they value efforts that they can make to make sure that uh, their environment, their home, this world is safeguarded for future generations. But in terms of, of these, these step backs, climate activists are really fired up about this, saying that this is uh, completely a step in the wrong direction, especially two years after the UK host Hosted The World Climate Conference, promising to be a leader in so many fronts and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak says that, look, we're not going to stop being a leader, but we simply have to take a little bit of a a reassessment of how far we're going and the cost financially that it's having on some of, of our residents who simply cannot afford it.
2: Going a little less green. Great Britain taking a step back on promised climate action by pausing a ban on new gas and diesel cars. The prime minister says he doesn't want the middle class to bear the burden of lofty climate goals. All this is he didn't show up to the U.N. General Assembly in New York this week. Who better to discuss all of this than our reporter in London, Fox's Alex Hogan. Ahead, we'll talk about how these bold moves by a prime minister who is trying to keep his job, lower costs for consumers, and keep climate change at bay. Much more coming your way next. Alex here in New York, specifically Midtown Manhattan, where I am right now. The traffic, as you talked about earlier here in London, has been so crazy, absolutely gridlocked. And anytime that happens, it's kind of an indicator that something's going on over the United Nations this week. Obviously, the United Nations General Assembly, the big, big event we heard from President Biden, who addressed the General Assembly. Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine, he was in town addressing the General Assembly as well. But notably missing was the man who we were just talking about, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Pretty simple question for you. Why didn't he go to the UNGA?
1: Yeah, I mean, this in and of itself is is pretty big news too. Rishi Sunak, he's the first UK Prime Minister in about ten years to miss the UN General Assembly. So, so this is a big uh, a a big change. He did send his deputy Prime Minister and his Foreign Secretary, so Oliver downing and James Cleverly. They are there. In New York for um, the UN General Assembly, so sending a delegation, still having that presence, but again, we did see multiple world leaders not show up to the General Assembly, and and that of course prevents a lot of uh, conversation, prevents a lot of the continuation of of dialogue of some of these high value priorities. That being said, we are also seeing this week another key figure uh, here in the UK being overseas, and that is. King Charles III, who is in France, and we've seen on of all of the agenda topics that King Charles brings up when he goes to some of these, these meetings overseas, it is always centered around climate. So it'll be very interesting to watch and see if he has any comments in the coming days about the news that his prime minister is making back home.
2: Yeah, and I saw that they're going to roll out the red carpet, or they did for the king at the Palace de mm-hmm. Versailles. Pretty cool stuff there. French President Emmanuel Macron welcoming in the king also. One last thing for you, Alex. And I brought up the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky. He was in New York this week, he's in Washington, D.C., meeting with the president now. What is the sentiment as far as the United Kingdom on the war in Ukraine? I mean, here in the United States, we have provided billions and billions of dollars in weaponry and aid for the country, trying to help them fend off this Russian invasion. But there are some conservative factions, at least in Washington, who think, well, that might be giving them too much. We heard the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said there won't be a blank check for Ukraine. What's the feeling in Great Britain on supporting Ukraine in the war and providing them aid, too, as this thing continues on?
1: Well, overwhelmingly, the polls still show that here in the United Kingdom, people are very supportive of supporting Ukraine's fight in defending its territorial integrity. That being said, of course, just like there is back home, there is this feeling among some members of the public that this has come at a high cost, especially when there is this cost of living crisis. That being said, being here in the UK, it's much closer to Ukraine itself. Um, and, And people here either know people who've come from Ukraine who are living here to find safety. Again, millions of refugees from Ukraine have been displaced, many of them coming here to the United Kingdom. So there is there is overwhelmingly still a sense of support and wanting to stand by Ukraine. We'll continue to see what these conversations come out to between Zelensky and other world leaders, uh, but still uh, most people still have that sense of, of standing by, not wanting to ever, ever see what we are seeing taking place, another war breaking out on European soil and wanting to safeguard as many people as possible and prevent this war from spilling out onto other European soil.
2: An American journalist in London, Fox's Alex Hogan. Alex, always great to have the podcast. Thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition.
1: John, thanks so much.